right now the Summer Olympics are going on, and the other night my family was watching the women's 800-meter freestyle swimming race. And so many of those swimming competitions are about speed, but this one and the 1500-meter are more about endurance. Like a marathon, it would take an immense amount of training to prepare your body for that length of a swim. And the train is hard. It can't be fun. The race itself wouldn't be that enjoyable. Well, Katie Leddecky from the USA won this year's 800-meter race, and she was being interviewed right after the race, and with a smile on her face and in the joy of triumph and out of breath, she described how much her body hurt from the race right then. So why put yourself through all of that discipline and time and painful training only to compete in a race that is going to cause your body more hurt? For the glory of the victory. And now salvation is one of the major themes of 1 Peter, and he never allows us to lose sight of the hope of our salvation in Christ in the right context and perspective, namely that the suffering and the pain of the sanctification process is worth the glory of heaven eternal. And so let's read 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 10 through 12. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preached the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. And so in the first nine verses, Peter laid out this gospel and the blessings and burdens of following Christ. And now he says, after all of that concerning this gospel, I want you to understand the eternal perspective of just how special this salvation is that we have from the viewpoint of the prophets of old to the angels. First, this salvation is exactly what the prophets were after in the Old Testament. When and how was the Messiah going to come? When would we be saved from our sins? Peter says that they searched and inquired carefully. They beseeched God to know this, to find this out. The NIV says that they searched intently and with the greatest care. I mean, think about this. If you drop a quarter walking down the road, you might take a second to look around your feet and see if you notice it, but it's not that big a deal if you don't find it. You'll go throughout your day and probably not even think about it again. However, if you dropped your wedding ring, like I did on vacation on the streets of downtown Denver, you would probably spend a lot more time looking. You would look intently, and you would carefully comb over every inch of the road and sidewalk. Why? Because... What you're seeking is of the utmost value to you. Matthew 13:44 says the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up and then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and he buys that field. The prophets desired to even just know about this salvation and when the Messiah would come. It was the most important thing to them. And on our side of the cross we have the Gospels detailing the Savior's life, and we have access to the salvation He offers. How much more valuable and precious should we consider that than even the prophets?
And there's something else really amazing in verse 10 that we should mention. Who does Peter say is the one who does the predicting and prophesying about Christ? It's not the prophets. The Holy Spirit himself shared with the prophets what would happen to this Messiah that was to come. Think about that. Hundreds of years before Christ came to earth as a baby and grew up to suffer and die on the cross in our place, God knew. Jesus knew about this plan. In just a few verses, we're going to read Peter saying, He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you. 1 Peter 1.20 It was in his trajectory the whole time, and Jesus loved us enough to accept and even welcome the suffering. Why? Because of what the Holy Spirit shared with the prophets. Verses 10 says not just the sufferings of Christ, but the subsequent glories. Not His glories, but the glories. Not just Christ being glorified in heaven, but through His suffering, we, as born-again believers, will be glorified in heaven as well. Verse 11 says that this is the point of the prophets. Not just for them to find these things out, but that through that knowledge, they would serve and encourage us with this good news. Just as Christ experienced sufferings and then glory, so will we. And so here Peter is keeping his coaching hat on, telling his friends to keep going. Even in the suffering of our current world, we have full access to what the prophets only dreamed of through the suffering of Christ and the gift of God's word. And then Peter concludes with the other side of this coin in the timeline of history. While we join the prophets in experiencing suffering and desiring the day of glory, the angels experience no suffering. They know the glory of heaven, and yet their heart's desire and longing is still to look on and love the gospel of Christ all the more. The word for look here describes a straining to see, a squinting your eyes, See, while the prophets had not yet had this salvation come, the angels are in no need of this salvation, so they peer with wonder at the mystery of the gospel. Luke 15.10 tells us that there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. The angels rejoice in salvation. It's their greatest desire. Now, may we have this perspective to desire and long after our salvation and Christ's glory, even in the light of our present sufferings. Hebrews 2.3 puts it well, How shall we escape if we neglect this great salvation? If we don't want to neglect something, we must give time to cherish and look after it. So today, take time to cherish your salvation. Thank God that you live in a time the prophets would have died to even just know about. Praise God that you get to experience the miracle of the gospel personally in a way the angels are in awe over. And next time, we'll read that because of all of this, we are to be alert and obedient with our hope set on the grace of God. And until then, let's pray. God, your plan is unfathomable perfect in every way. We thank you for your providence in creating it, your humility in choosing it and suffering for it. May we desire and long for nothing like we desire and long for your gospel. Even if we live in a fallen world and experience suffering, give us an eternal perspective, knowing that glory awaits. 
we rejoice with the angels over your beautiful plan. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you.